All right, so I don't know if you guys have heard uh, the intro or not, but we'll drop all the mics back, and you'll hear the uh, you'll hear the intro music, and uh, then we'll start we'll start rambling, and uh, we'll bring you in. Oh yeah, I know about this intro. <laughs> <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> I remembered it that time, Dan. <laughs> you did. <laughs> can you can you ever get enough volume? No, I cannot. I can never get enough volume. That's why I'm constantly wrenching on these knobs over here. <laughs> I love how his fingers are just go flying across the knobs like he's oh, playing a piano. Dude, it is it's an artwork that I have not learned. <laughs> oh man. Uh, we got everybody sitting around the table here. It's uh it's pretty nice. It's nice. It's pretty nice. This is the way it should be. Yeah, I agree. We're missing one person on the show, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh John Sparks, the fireman. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. The sensual, the ever-sensual fireman, John Sparks. Fireman. <laughs> He's and looking for that adrenaline rush. <laughs> He's looking for something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, today we actually got a, we, we got a guest on here. We got three guests, as a matter of fact. Aren't you gonna do any more introductions? Huh? Are you not doing any more introductions? Oh, I should. Okay, after the first one. Now, see, yeah, I you already did Jonathan. Like, where's the rest of yeah, us? Yeah, John's not here. Chopped liver. We don't mean. We got the uh, on the show. We got Kanan, we got Mariah, and we got Miss, and myself. And that's uh, that was very anticlimactic. That was very poor. That was very disappointing. Now, see, Just so we're clear on that, usually, very disappointing. Usually John's here, and he jumps right in and takes over when I start screwing stuff up. Yeah. So um, we need to jump on your butt and say, that was disappointing. I am not happy. Please start over. <laughs> and this chair keeps squeaking, and if I fall to the floor, you better leave that in the podcast. <laughs> we got guests again. We got three guests. Uh, I got a little bio here for them, and I'm I'm not very good at uh, reading things and sounding professional. So let's try to let's try to work through this. We got Centerfire Bluegrass with us today. Good name, by the way. That's I a very like good that. name. Can very original sound. Center a uh, center. I can't say center. Centerfire Bluegrass. Center. Oh, I like it. Yep. Okay. Yep. He says it the West Virginia way center. instead of being like the Northern girl like I am. Center. It's center. No, you center. you say it like. It like sounds you're like a center. You say it like you're on your way to hell. Center's going to the fire. Center Fire Bluegrass is a traditional three-piece bluegrass band from the Kaiser, West Virginia area, consisting of Christian C.J. Evans on guitar and vocals, Cole Hamilton on banjo, and Robbie Weaver on bass. These guys have quickly become one of the hottest bands in the tri-state area. In addition to playing festivals, parties, and backyard barbecues, the trio has also recorded on um, television episodes for Virginia Dream Center Stage in Harrisonburg, Virginia, which is a nationally televised music show on RFD-TV. Oh, cool. Uh, they're available for bookings uh, for your next get-together, and we'll make sure and get some contact information out there before the show's over. Uh, guys, how you doing? Good. Oh, we're doing good. Heck yeah, man. So we got, uh, let me make sure I got these names right. We got Christian. You go by CJ or Christian? 
whatever you want to call me. I go by, most people call me CJ. All right, we'll do CJ. And then you got uh, Cole on the banjo. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I'll tell you something. I've seen this guy. I've watched their videos play the banjo, and this little boy knows what he's doing. Yeah, that's awesome. And it infuriates me to see somebody that young. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I've had a banjo in my house for my entire life, and I don't even know how to tune it. <laughs> uh, gotta take it to the music store to have them tune it. Right? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got uh, we got old Robbie on the bass there, right, man? Yes, sir. So, uh, tell me this, and whoever wants to answer, uh, I know from because I don't know if people. Uh, know that listen to the show uh me and miss used to live over in that kaiser area we lived there for i lived there from like 2008 until 2011 you only lived there for a few months after yeah because we got married december and i think we moved out june to come here for work mm -hmm. wow. yeah so. i came back to the grafton area and uh canaan used to come visit me down there all the time oh, we, yeah. when we were i i didn't realize you were down there uh for so long though oh yeah that's actually a pretty good span of time me and canon used <laughs> we used to go to the mall oh. in lavelle maryland uh, just sit there like little pervs weren't we <laughs> <laughs> well dude i remember we was, at, we was at clinton camp and you invited me to the your you know fort ashby and uh -huh. over there you said the mall the the girls are a different breed <laughs> and boy was you right <laughs> was you right <laughs> I tell you something, guys. I remember, I remember when I moved there. Somebody told me they're like, I don't remember exactly how he put it. If he's like, there must be something in the water or something. Mighty fine drinking water. <laughs> hey, uh, Carrie Underwood, there must be something in the water. They wrote that about the kind of Hey man, I can get on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we lived over there for uh, for a little while, and bluegrass is much bigger over there than it is here. And I, I went over there as a you know, somewhat of a bluegrass fan. And, and I'll say right off the top, I'm not a huge bluegrass guy, but I go through spells with it, and I love to play it. It is yes. so much fun to play. Yes. And, you uh, make yourself sick of it is what you do. You well, go for days where you do nothing but bluegrass, and you learn all the songs you can, and then you're like, I'm ready to move uh, on. Yeah, so I'm we done. go yeah. back to Def Leppard. Yes. Yeah. Well, That's a good one to go back to, though. <laughs> <laughs> so we do. I uh, you know, I, I enjoy playing it, and I, I do like listen to it. A lot of it, too, is nostalgia because mm -hmm. Dad really liked it growing up. Yes. So I, I do have that little uh, factor that, that figures into it. But it was so when I moved over there, being a, you know, a uh, part-time bluegrass fan or whatever you call it, I was really happy to see how popular it was over there. So that being said, I realize it's more popular in that area. But, guys, what, what made you all decide to get into bluegrass? That's not something that, you know, most most guys your age are really getting into it's our family line you know mm -hmm. it's in our blood it, our entire families have been into this our whole lives so we do we have that kind of nostalgic kind of feeling too mm -hmm. when it comes to it and that plays a big a big impact in so much anything in in your life you know your nostalgia can really drive yeah, a lot absolutely of course me and me and Kanan's talked before we're so crazy uh what's the word i'm stuck in the past yeah we just sit and reminisce <laughs> that's what yeah. Maya <laughs> says about me i'm stuck in the past uh, keep thinking about yesterday uh, yes so uh cj you you play the guitar how long uh, what age did you pick that up uh i was probably about 13 
at the time. Okay. Maybe 12 or 13. Yep, that's, uh, that's about the time I think I picked it up, too. It was right around that, that general area. Man. Okay. See, I started around that time, too, but I'm not near as good as you guys. This is not fair. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, now, uh, CJ, I, I do know that uh, I used to know your grandpa pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. Old Delmas Evans was... He was one heck of an upright player, and I got to jam with oh, Elvis yeah. several uh, with uh, Elvis. I just called him Elvis. Delmas. No. Delmas. <laughs> just hey, jam with Elvis. He's a legend, though. <laughs> Maybe he is still alive, huh? <laughs> but I got to play with Delmas several times, and I'll say this: one of the nicest guys I think I've ever met in my life. Yes, was that Delmas. Is, Elvis. Oh, that's for sure. He that had such sure. a good manner about him that every time you talked to him, he was always just so calm and sweet and just made you feel relaxed and able to play mm-hmm. and yep. sing and he he never like had anything bad to say he like just show you how what to do if you had any questions because i know you had questions about the upright and so he would mm-hmm. show you some things and I, I just remember those memories in the back of my mind how what a good man he was oh yeah yeah we had, we had a lot of fun with delmas we was even supposed to we had planned to play a few gigs with with delmas and then i don't <laughs> know what happened if i wound up moving off or whatever and we never made it happen but uh, he was he was a really nice guy to be around, and I was uh, I was you guys missed I was depressed when I found out he had passed away. I almost came over for the funeral. You told me about it. You actually mm-hmm. yeah. sent me a message like, and said, "Did you hear?" And I remember how sad he was. Such was. a good that guy. Was, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that I've brought us all down, let's uh, move <laughs> on to something else. Uh, and uh, let me look at my list here again. Cole, you're on the banjo. How long you been doing that, man? I started. Banjo, my freshman year of high school. So you haven't I been. Really, and how old are you now? now? Uh, I'm 18 now. Oh, oh dear lord! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I feel You're just so a old. Baby. <laughs> oh my goodness! Dude, that's the that's that FM I was telling you about, Camden. <laughs> Evan no. Magic is what that. Evan Magic. Wow, 18 years old and tearing up a banjo that well. So wow, that'd be what about four years? Is that right, Cole? Yes, yes. Four, uh, it'll be four. Yes, four years. It'll be five August thirty first. Man, holy! There cow. is just a God given talent there. Yeah, there's wow. something. There's something going on there. I ain't got. That's for sure. <laughs> wow. Have you made the millions yet? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, currently, I'm currently in the progress of doing that. Right now. <laughs> That's your goal. Good goals. He's working on yeah. his second million. He gave up on the first one. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you work for a living. You know, it's a blue collar man. You work for a living, and then on the weekends, you Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep, I know what you mean. Well, that was something that surprised me because we just, me and Miss just got back the other day from... Picking in Parsons. Yes. First time I'd ever went over there. And the quality of musicians that are just common, blue-collar working guys, that it's just their hobby. I mean, just guys that I've seen standing around playing outside of their camper. And I'm like, and you're not on the main stage? It's just a hobby. It's like, holy cow, man. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. You you all probably, uh, I don't know if you all met anybody up there, but you might have met uh, Wayne and Sharon Staggs up there. Wayne's, I know Wayne that name I don't know. I played with some guys, but I I only caught just a few names, and I I didn't know anybody going in because that was my first year there. But I know yeah. I've heard that name before. I just can't think of where. 
That group we saw the last night, they really... Balsam Range. No. No, I was talking about the jamming session. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But yes, Balsam Range. Yeah, they with were Brian, amazing. Brian Tustin. We jammed with Brian uh -huh. Tustin. Uh, and Clint something. I can't I, remember his last name. I don't think I know name. Clint's last name. But um, And then Connie and then the other lady. I don't remember what her name was either. <laughs> now, Clint's a mandolin player. Yes. And... What was fun about Clint was he was getting progressively drunker as the night went on. <laughs> so he was, did he get better or get worse? Uh, well, he got he got a lot more. Uh, he get up in your face a lot more. <laughs> See, I can bowl better when I'm a little tank. <laughs> but yeah, just just the quality of musicians, and not only that, the instruments that they have. Yeah. Bluegrass guys. I mean, people that listen to the show. I don't know if they're into bluegrass or not. But bluegrass guys do not take their craft lightly. Uh, their instruments, I could probably swap even for my pickup truck. <laughs> I'm talking yeah, in price. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'll see guys with like, you know, 1937, you know, Martin D35 or whatever. And it's like, jeez, oh, man. I would love to just be in that presence. Yeah. Yeah, just to be around one. Be around one. Yeah. Wow. What was the one guitar you told me that the guy bought it, and it was like a 1927? That was the guy with the... Uh, paid a lot of money for it. The guitar player for Seldom Seen had a 1927 Martin. Yeah. Wow. That thing yeah. looked like it got beat over <laughs> a few times, Yeah. but it sounded beautiful. Yeah, the it sound was, was amazing. It was absolutely gorgeous. Yep, the sound was amazing. So, yeah, we had, we had a heck of a time. Have you guys ever uh, ever been over there? Uh, no, but hopefully next year we're going to try to go up there and stuff. We started, we started, uh, I started walking around the campground after Seldom Seen went off stage. And, uh, which is one of the main reasons I went there anyways, was to see Seldom Seen. And then they didn't play the song that I, w the only <laughs> oh. reason I went there. Oh. And everybody was taking, yeah, they were oh. taking requests. And I'm like, when they're going off stage, it's like 1030. And I'm like, we're shutting this thing down at 1030. You know, I still got four good hours left in me, dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you were ready to go there to jam for hours. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> and so they, they were taking, uh, some people were shouting requests from the audience, and they were getting ready to go off stage, and the MC comes out, and he's like, hey, you guys want to hear one more? And we're like, yes. Yeah. So we all start screaming. You go, wait a minute. We want to hear wait a minute. And somebody else had hollered something, and the, and the MC was like, well, you guys can go ahead and sing both of them. They sung the one, which was a song I didn't give Two oh, craps about. No. And walk off stage. <laughs> oh. And I was like, the oh. seldom scene is that's, dead to me. That's sickening. That's <laughs> sickening. Oh. The look of betrayal in your eyes oh, was real. Gosh. He just oh, looked at me man. and went, are you kidding me? You're not going to play that song. Well, I am so disappointed. Do you remember we went to the we all went to the Casey James concert? Yes. We wanted to hear Crying on a Suitcase. So we had to sit through, what, an hour? Oh, pure yeah. pure crap. <laughs> just to hear the one song that is actually any good by him. We could have oh, stayed at home and put it on the stereo and yeah, saved a lot of time. Exactly. Now, at least he did play it. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, what I think with, these, with some of these bluegrass bands, where I get all my music from now is uh, Amazon Music. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I listen to stuff because it saves me a lot of money from going and buying, you know, three albums every five days. Oh, yeah. You mean every day. Oh, I used to spend a lot of money on CDs, man. Oh, yeah. So evidently they don't look at their most played songs because, you know, Amazon will give you this most popular songs with this artist. And Wait a Minute is one of the most popular ones for seldom seen. And then when Balsam Range come on, uh, what is that, uh, that song? Uh, any, any, road will, any Old Road Will Do? Is that the name of the song? 
you know the, the any old road will take you there. Yeah, any road will take you there. Yeah, something like that. So anyhow, that's like <laughs> song number three on their most popular uh, songs list. Yes. Well, they sung it, and I was talking to them afterwards, and I'm like, guys, that's the only reason we came back tonight was to hear that song, and they're like, we actually weren't going to play it, and I'm like. Oh. Are you serious? So I almost got screwed out of two oh, songs. Dude. But I guess, I don't know if they yes. don't pay attention to that. <laughs> that. That is one thing I'm surprised they did not do. Because as a music group, you find what your fans like. And like why we sing is because like what our fans like to hear. Yeah. And you make you take requests, obviously. And then they're not going to sing songs that are have made them popular. I found that very interesting. Well, I've noticed that a lot with... Uh, uh. Canaan, what is that? Southern Gospel does that. They'll have a hit, and once that hit gets about five years old, they don't play it anymore. And it, it's all focused on new music. It's like, well, dude, you got to play the hits. Yeah. You know, that, that's what keeps... Because yes. yes. when, when I go to a show, like when we went to Aria Speedwagon or whatever, I don't care at all about their new album. No. I want to hear not. the stuff that's made them popular. Yes, you know. absolutely. Now, obviously, I, I understand they're coming at it from a different point of view, you know, an artistic point of view. You want to know your new stuff. I understand that. Yes, but on the other hand, when you take a group like REO Speedwagon or somebody like that, um, they're, they're classic. You yes, know? Like you yes. Want, you want to be able to hear, you know, the old stuff. We don't right. really care about the new stuff. Right. Right. Uh, CJ, you guys were... Uh, Back when uh, when your grandpa was still playing the bass, mm -hmm. they had a they had a band too, right? It was that, yeah. was that New Creek Station. Yes. Yep. And That's so, right. And so that was that was Delmas, uh, your dad, which is uh, John, right? Yeah. And then I forget the banjo player's name. Donnie. Donnie. I, I see. I think I saw them twice. They played twice. So. I saw them once at Fort Ashby, and I think I saw them once at the Apple Harvest Festival there in um, uh, there right. in Hampshire County. And uh, so, did that did that project kind of come to an end? Uh, when Pat passed away, there was always a plan there of how everything was going to be morphed together. Like I was going to play bass, but it all kind of just went kind of sideways, and everybody backed off of it. Yeah, it just everything went their own way. Then I met these boys, and here we are now. So what? What's your guys' story? I mean, did did y'all go to high school together, or how did you guys uh, get get conjoined there? Well, Cole and Robbie. Robbie's a year older than Cole, but they both went to high school together and kind of grew up with each other. Yeah, we we pretty much well did grow up. Yeah, yeah, we knew each other since we was two feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cole knew me because Pap and his Pap played bluegrass together. Ah, uh, okay. So I knew your whole, I knew, I knew the whole Evans side of the family. <laughs> John, yeah. Elmas, and Diane. And, uh huh. But, but uh, we just kind of got together from his cousin Dutch told me about him, about him playing the banjo, and I started talking to him, and he mentioned he had another boy with him, Robbie, that played bluegrass, and we all just kind of got together one day and picked. Yeah. And here we are. Well, that's, that's how a lot of it starts, man. Just get together and start jamming. Next thing you know, you got a little extra magic there that uh, don't always come about when you're just playing music with somebody. Yeah, yeah. When, when you know like you guys sound good and you have your own sound that you're working on and developing, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yes. Um, I do have a question. Like, How did you guys make up your name? How did you get your name? Uh, well, we got our name from my cousin that had a band back in the day. 
uh, Corey Staggs. He was famous around here and uh, in the Cumberland area. Mm-hmm. They had a band, and it was Center Fire Bluegrass. It contained of uh, Todd Van Meter, and then Wayne, and then Corey. But they all were all known well around. Played plenty of gigs, and then in '97, Corey went on down in Cumberland uh, to do the banjo competition. And whenever uh, I talked to the guy, when was who was it? Robbie? You said you talked to him too. Was up against him down there. Oh, Jr. Jr. What was his last name? What Kepling? Yeah, Jr. Keplinger and. Uh, Corey, they was down there, and them them two played against each other down there in the, at the banjo competition. They competed against each other at the competition? Yeah. Yes, they competed oh, against cool. each other. And then Corey, Corey played last, and then on the last song, he, I think Wayne said he played American Beautiful. American Beautiful after, on a banjo? Yep. That's not a normal it. banjo song. No. That's impressive. But he, he made it into an instrumental uh-huh. He started out in three finger stroke style, and then he sped it up and pu- pulled it into a Don Reno style. Okay. And now, then whenever he finished up and went back on the stage, he looked at uh, my aunt Sharon, and he told him he, she told he told her, "Mom, I can't go back up." And then he collapsed on the floor, and then they pronounced him dead on arrival to the hospital. Oh, now, so he he died at a banjo competition? Yep. Holy cow. Wait, who he is this then? Corey Staggs. Corey oh. Wayne Staggs. Wow. That's your cousin. He, he was my cousin. He was born with chronic heart disease, and, and it they just couldn't hit him do nothing that? about it. Oh, he died boy. at the age of 21. Oh, my. Well, tell so you we something. named our band. We named our band Center Fire in, in memory of him. That's that's very cool. Now those competitions. That's kind of uh, a thing that is. Uh, that's kind of unique to bluegrass, I think. Right, like where they have competitions for each instrument. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure Corey was the Maryland state champion. Yeah, that's yeah. He he was Maryland state champion and West Virginia state champion. Mm. Wow. And, and then guys the banjo that, that he played. That's the banjo Pope has now. Oh, so you got his band. That's awesome, man. Well, that's yeah. great. That is really cool. That's, yes. That, that is amazing. That's I an love awesome that. story behind that. I mean, that, and that's something I always like when somebody has a band name that there's some reason behind it. They didn't just, you know, throw three names in a hat and see how, you know, what order they came out in or something like yes. that. That's yeah. cool. Isn't that, that what story you behind. did, Phil, though? What's that? What, throw three names in a hat? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know this from experience, right? <laughs> i tell you what. Trying to come up with our last band name. I thought about it for probably five years. It is so hard yeah. to come up with a band name to where you don't sound like, you know, yeah. no, something true. crazy. You yeah, a bunch of goofballs. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah, that's cool. So I saw, uh, I seen a clip from you guys a while back that you were on that, uh, hold on, let me find it here, uh, Virginia Dream Center Stage. And I can remember, yep. I remember your, uh, your grandpa telling me, that he had been down there a time or two. So how in the world did that come about? I mean, that's kind of a big deal. You get to be on something on the RFD channel. Uh, well, 
Are you talking about uh, how Pap and them got down there, how we got down there? Well, I'm guessing uh, it's probably related, right? Because oh, you guys uh, probably had some of the same contacts from when your grandpa went down there. Is that? Uh, yeah. I When they went down, Dad kind of made a friend with the guy. I can't remember what his name is, the guy that runs it. Uh, but after they went and recorded and aired, Dad kind of stayed in touch with the man. And... Um, one day he saw our videos and messaged Dad. He was said, down there at the Fountain Fire Hall. Yeah, our first, get, our first he, time playing. He's seen, he seen that video. Yeah. Okay. And he said, I want you boys down here to go on TV, and that's what we did. That's cool. So you wound up, uh, you guys have done it once, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, tell me the behind the scenes on that. Like, what's that, what all do you have to go through as far as for you go on stage at a, was there, was there, a, was there an audience there or was it just purely for oh, TV? No, it was it was just like a uh, a producing room. Yeah, or... it was it was like producing room. They had uh, all the gear for the microphones in a big separate room, and then we was outside of that room. Yeah. So you you were basically playing to no audience. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that sounds nerve wracking to me. We yes. do that quite often, actually. Yes and no. <laughs> we're, we're all we're in the same boat. Then. <laughs> I can see how it could be yes and no because sometimes, like when you have people looking at you, you're just kind of like a little bit nervous. At least I am. But if you don't have anybody there, you can goof off and do whatever you want. Yeah, but so there's I something for me when a, when the red light comes on on a camera. Oh. I, or if I'm in my recording studio, and as long as I know I've hit the record button. Something that I have played correctly for 500 times in a row, I will screw it up once that record button is hit. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, man. It, for me, it looks like, and I'm sure you guys have the same experience. Uh, you kind of feed off the audience when you got an audience there, and if you're if you're doing a a performance for that big of a an audience, you know, it's going to be on TV. You ain't got nobody to feed off of. Oh yeah, because well, I know when we went to, up to Berlin. I know before we got on stage when we were just getting ready to go up, I mean, I had butterflies in my stomach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was scared to death. And we got up there, and it just kind of pumps you. You just you, you get into the motion yeah. of the playing. Yeah, it does. It, it just sinks you in, and you don't know what's going You don't know anything's around. Yeah. We, did, we just did a show. Uh, would you like to be on Hillbilly Broadcast? Of course you would. Who wouldn't? If you find yourself in that category of people, please feel free to go to anchor.fm slash philsparks and send us a voice message and we will play it on the show. You say I'm more of an email guy or gal. Don't worry, we got you covered. Send an email to hillbillybroadcast at aol.com. You say, I don't like either of those options. I'm a Facebook only individual. That's fine. Look us up on Facebook at Hillbilly Broadcast and send us something on Messenger. Well, you ask, Phil, what if I want to go the extra mile and I want to support you all? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because that is very, very easy. Go back to the first website I told you about, anchor.fm slash philsparks, and you can support us on a monthly basis if you so choose. We love our audience, we love audience interaction, and we will read your messages or play them on the air. Last, was it last Saturday? Yeah. First, first live gig we'd done in two years, two I think. Two years. And like, like you guys just said, I was so nervous heading up. But once it got started and the audience started to give you some feedback, then I was standing up there and I'm like, I don't want this to end. 
you know, I want to let's let's turn this one hour set. You know, we'll play every song twice for you. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that leads me to a question. What do you, what is your do you guys feel is your best show you've ever done that really like made you fall in love with the music all over again? And you feel like it really kind of painted a picture of who you guys are. Like you feel like you were your best at the show. Yeah, like something that gave you a shot yes. in the arm after you came off. Yes. What was your best show? Um, yeah, probably the last time we played that part the end. Yeah, the last time uh, over at the movie theater there in Kaiser down Main Street, we played at the end on Main, and I think it might have been one of the first times they had a packed crowd like that in a long time. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, that's yeah that'll give you a boost. Laugh, really. Yeah, that'll give you a boost. Now, now there are those times uh, on the flip side of that <laughs> where I've come down <laughs> off stage and been like, I should never I will up. I will never do this again. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then I find myself getting back up there. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's sometimes I'm like well, when we when we launched into T for Texas at the last game. Yes. Kanan, I messed it up so bad. He did. I didn't think I was going to recover. Oh, wow. And we didn't have a second guitar player, so it was me and an upright bass. That was the that was the that instrument was, that section. Was the and I screwed it up so bad. I thought I just need to lay this thing down gently and tiptoe off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no hiding when it's just an upright no, and it gets hard. There's no way to hide it. Nope. Oh, yeah, there's been a few times like it. And I remember what my grandpa used to tell me when, when I would travel and, and we'd go few, do a few gigs. He would tell me when he was trying to get me to come practice, he said, now, Phil, I'm not going up there and make a fool out of myself. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah. So if we're not ready. We're not I'm going. not going. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yes. funny because you still say that. Like yeah. you're like, if we're not gonna do, like have a good session and we're gonna work really hard on this, uh-huh. we're not going. Yeah, because that that terrifies me to get up there and realize I have no idea what I'm doing. I can't do the set list. I don't remember the words to the song. I don't. Yeah. But you do though. You just like. Oh, it usually always comes together. But there are times. That's like last time when we played up Canaan Valley. So before we, we do a gig, a lot of times we don't really know what all is going to happen, you know. But we'll, we'll set a song list that we think that is this amount of time. Mm-hmm. And prior to the Canane Valley gig, we played a two-hour set at uh, the Indy. So we just used our – and we never made it through not even half our song. Mm-hmm. So we thought, we'll just use that list because – That'll give us at least three hours. Yeah. So we played from six to nine. We took a break at quarter after seven, I should say. And by eight thirty, we was completely out of songs on the list. Oh boy. Oh no. So we had to start uh, making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> How did that we, work uh, out? Dude, I'm getting scared it, just it listening went, to this. Went, it went pretty bad. Uh, pretty bad. Right? <laughs> uh, I mean, at least you're but, honest uh, about it. Yeah. Like, like uh, we played Blue Moon of Kentucky, mm-hmm. and we have never played that song in our lives. Oh. Oh, but it actually, no. Yeah, that song went pretty decently compared to some of the other ones. Oh. <laughs> at, least, at least you know how not to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. I am always more comfortable if I have too much material, you know, instead of running out, because you start, you start running out of material. That's when you start to panic. Like, like the guys were just telling us about. (laughs) But, uh, 
as rough as that went, I thought when we was playing in, in the middle of that mass, I thought, man, no, this will be the last time we ever play here. <laughs> we get off we get off the stage and she hands us our pay for the night and says, Hey, we're gonna have another uh music series here in the wintertime and we're gonna do this again next year. You guys mind coming back and playing? You're like, are you serious? Like, what? <laughs> Wait, let me guarantee you something. We're going to have three hours worth of music. <laughs> oh, yeah. It might be six hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It can get so stressful going up there because, you know, when you get up and somebody starts paying attention to you, oh, yeah. if something can go wrong, it, it will. will go wrong. It will. And, yes. and the thing about it was before we got to playing there, the lady came up to us and told us all about the bands that's played up there and all how they were so good. And you're like, man, I got to talk these guys. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh yeah, that is, oh, that is so scary. The pressure that would be applied there. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> he just makes you want but, to uh, <laughs> just pack it up and go home. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see you later. <laughs> there, was a, there was a really good crowd there, but unfortunately, you know, we was right up the road from Parsons, and it was the same week. Ah, oh, so oh. Parsons was so, drawing all the attention. I think we would have had... I mean, we had a really good crowd, but I oh, think yeah. we'd have had a little oh, better Parsons. crowd if if mm-hmm. Parsons wouldn't have been going on. Yeah, because Parsons ain't really that far away from from the Canaan area. No, just up over the hill, really. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a struggle trying to trying to make sure you got all your material lined up. And then what always scares me too is because I've never, you know, we've always just messed around, really, never had anything professional put together. And I've always been afraid. What if I show up and there's five people? Or there's three people, oh. and I got to try to perform as if I'm performing to Carnegie Hall. Yes. Like like we were talking about before, if a crowd ain't there and I ain't got nothing to feed off of, I lock up tight. Okay. I mean, I just it's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm gonna look like a fool standing. Well, you know, and you've all had uh, the privilege of playing more to like a country. I, I played to Southern Gospel, and oh, I'll yeah, tell you, you what, yeah. it is so dead. Those people, some of them, you want to wave something in front of their face even if they're still breathing. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm serious. And oh you just gosh. walk off because there, there's there's nothing. There, there's not a look. I, oh, man, it's horrible. Yeah. So um, it, it's really hard to really get into a groove when you're playing to something like that. Well, I'll tell you this, guys. Um, some of the churches that we grew up in, they didn't believe in applause. No. Yeah. So if you were there doing a special... Mm-hmm. Uh, set, which I think I've done a couple of them in these churches. Yes. When the song's over, there's no applause. They yeah. sit there and look at you because they don't believe in Yes. I, I, for some some reason, they don't believe in clapping in the church. You would try to work up emotion to get them crying or praising God just so you're like, huh, I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please let me know I'm doing okay. Yes. Please just cry, please. say hallelujah, oh, amen, or something. <laughs> would you say something, throw something at the stage? Yeah. Just to please, stop please do something. Oh, my. Oh. Now, what would you guys say... <clears throat> Uh, as far as like the national groups or, or the the music you like to listen to, what's what's your biggest influence that that uh, y'all pull from to Ooh, try to shape your sound? That's, that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, there's there. I'd like to say there's a lot of different styles of bluegrass. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. There's a newer style now, and um, ranges all the way it, pretty it, much it, from Bill Monroe to uh, the Punch Brothers, pretty much, and that's a pretty wide spectrum. Right, right. And, you know, you got even older stuff. You got, like, String Bean and uh-huh. and those guys that played, you know, black and white stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
we try to mix it, mix it all in, but for, for what we are, we're mostly just the older stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't really play with a whole lot of the newer stuff. Like Earl Scruggs, Earl Scruggs, Don Reno, oh, yeah. Clinch yeah. uh, Mountain Boys. Uh-huh. Well, you can't go wrong. Uh, uh, you can't go wrong, kind of going back to that stuff because that—I mean, those are the old standards. That's if you're old, playing to a right, to and a, then we mix we mix our own little, you know. Yeah. What do you call it? Our own little play pattern to it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put a hard drive into it. Yep. Sometimes. Cool. And then we play a lot of we we've been mixing some old country and some little Hank Williams, uh-huh. Buck Owens. Oh, now you're talking. Yes, I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think like, I prefer we, we play a little couple slower tunes. Mm-hmm. Um You're cheating. You're cheating heart but don't or Hank, Hank Williams. <laughs> yep. So you and that's one of the nice things about bluegrass, it's easy to pull that classic country songs over into it into and make it. them bluegrass songs. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you can dress it up a little bit more because those songs, while they're classics, you can add the bluegrass flair to it and just make it sound just a little fancier. Mm-hmm. And it always right. it sounds great. It sounds like you worked so hard on this. <laughs> well, and, and what you wind up doing, too, is you, you make it one of your songs. You take that song Absolutely. and you put enough of your own spin onto it. To This now becomes, this is my version of this song, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Right. Not too many people do stuff like that, and it stands out to people. Yeah. And that's what I've always noticed. You'll, you'll go see, like, a cover band somewhere, and they try to play it exact. And most people screw it up oh because the guys that played it exact were flat-out magicians on their instruments. Yeah. Right. So what I've come to realize is I am not good enough to copy this exact, mm-hmm. so I've got to come up with my own arrangement for this, come up with my own guitar breaks or... Yes. You know, if I'm if I'm putting down drums, come up with a completely different way to record the drums, because I cannot uh, do it like they did it. You know yes. what I mean? It's like Taylor made trying to do uh, tattoo this town. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, horrible. Oh <laughs> no, you cannot do that to Taylor May. <laughs> hey, most of their songs were pretty good, but that song. Yes. No, no, that was horrible. They couldn't touch it. No. Uh, so talking about songs, like what what do you guys? feel like is your best song you guys do the cover of um i can think of one go for it <laughs> uh blue ridge cabin home blue ridge cabin home i don't i've not heard that flat one scruggs. flat and scruggs break that down miss i gotta do some homework now okay <laughs> say it again or even another good one sometimes we'll do uh kate daly is a hard driver we do sometimes by uh, ralph stanley and the clinch mountain boys say the name of that one again Katie Daly. Katie Daly. So Blue Ridge Mountain Home and Katie Daly. I got I got to learn these two. And then uh, another one is uh, that's a Reno and Smiley tune. Love, please come home. Oh. Love, please that's a good come one. Home. I don't think I've heard that neither. See, this is something I ran into, guys, when I was up at these. <coughs> excuse me, up at these jams. I don't listen to enough of the bluegrass standards that. Uh, I spent some time standing around there with my pick in my hand. <laughs> yeah. Just standing there with my guitar pick. That's when you, you got to make it up. I know. And they'd be like, you know this one? I was like, well, guess I'm about to. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, what kind of, uh, do you get a pretty good reception in that area? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But the, the real reception we get mostly the older people. They mm-hmm. come and see us a lot more because a lot of the younger people or middle-aged younger folks, they'll 
they listen to that new stuff, that mm-hmm. country rap and stuff like yep, that. Yep, I know what you mean. Too hard on that. <laughs> yeah, which I I used to be all into, uh, what like prime country or you know modern country, and then it started just taking a turn. That for, the, I, for the bad. Oh, oh I can't do it anymore. No, it's horrible. So I, that's when I started looking more into the classic country and then some mm-hmm. of the bluegrass. And I was listening to some guys the other day, and they were doing a whole uh, whole podcast just basically on the history of bluegrass and, and breaking it down and talking about how it works and how it's arranged and all that. And they said people, most people's reaction, their first reaction to bluegrass is, you know, yeehaw! You know, just all these stupid, <laughs> all these. <laughs> whoa, whoa! We need a clip of that so I can push it at any given time. Yeehaw! Just all of these. Yeah. All of yeah, these. Yeah, send me that clip. I'll put it on our Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But it's just all these stupid, like uh, you know, hillbilly stereotypes that they're like, oh yeah, now you're gonna do some dancing, you know, and something yeah. stupid like that. Yeah. Because they've watched yeah, the movie Deliverance or yeah. something, <laughs> and these guys. These guys were like, because of that, you're missing out on some really top quality music and musicians. You know, it's this whole culture, it's this whole style of music that you can just, you know, if you get over your stupid little stereotypes, you can actually discover this whole other world of music. Larry Sparks. Mm. Yeah. You just like mm-hmm. the name. Yeah. You like the name Sparks. Like That's said, just your partial. I'm hoping we're related somewhere back in line. Maybe he owes me a lot of money. <laughs> hey, long lost uncle. Hey. Like, you talk about you talk about stereotypes when we go up north like Birdland area and play, everybody's like you guys got this southern accent. Yeah. Like, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> okay, so I'm from Pennsylvania, and I remember the first time I met Phil, I was like, why do you talk so funny? <laughs> why do you talk so funny? <laughs> why do you so not talk funny? I, I get it. There's a West Virginia accent that goes on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, yeah, there's, there's, there's a stereotype goes with it, but if you can shove all that aside, man, there's... There's music. Some, and the songwriting quality with oh, some of it. Like yeah. I was talking, I've been driving Miss Nuts with Larry Sparks lately. Yes. But, but like freaking Blue Virginia Blues. Well, oh. oh, please. Oh, no, you, were, you were playing that and singing it. Yeah. Like the story. Oh. Yeah. Next thing I knew, you were crying and I was cuddling with you. And yeah. trying to... <laughs> I enjoyed that part. <laughs> it was very enjoyable. That's actually the only part I remember. <laughs> Keep singing, Phil. Keep singing. Candace was like... <laughs> Kenan said, I want to be the little spoon. Yeah, baby. Oh, my, oh, my. Well, hasn't this taken a turn for the worst? Oh, man. Oh, my. Well, that's, that's good. Let me, let me ask a question real quick. What kind of, uh, what kind of uh, instruments are you guys playing? Because I'm, I'm a little bit of a gear nerd here. So uh, oh. tell me what you guys are playing on stage. Well, my guitar is a D10E Road Series Mark. Mm, mm. Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Can I get an amen? Can name. It wasn't very expensive. Yeah, well, that's the way it's mine. I got a uh, DX1R that was also not very expensive. <laughs> but at least I can flash that Martin headstock around. That's exactly right, man. It gets the attention. <laughs> so, I, now, talking about that, do you bluegrass only play with Martins, or do you play with Taylors and other guitars? It all depends. No, actually, if you look around, you'll see a lot of bluegrass musicians with Martins. I, I will say that. You will yes. very so seldom see somebody with a Taylor. 
it'll neither be a Martin or a, a, a very expensive company that mm-hmm. that's only made by one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just depends a lot on of who custom guitars in there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But if you see somebody with a Taylor or a Yamaha or something of that nature, chances are they've probably played bluegrass music for, you know, a year or two. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's and that's something I've never really figured out because Taylor makes a phenomenal acoustic guitar. Yes, they do. I mean, they, they sure do. Uh I've got one of their cheaper ones but i've played like the uh what was that one i was looking i think the 814 ce i played at uh remember kane and me and you used to go to guitar center yes. we played yes. guitars in there for oh, it's just awesome just beautiful sounding guitars yes. and so i switched to taylor for a while but martin does have a certain something they do that uh it's it just got it's got its own spirit or something i mean yes. now, but- that's not to say in taylor a lot of those tailors even I think they play better than a Martin. Some of the necks feel a little better, but there's something about a Martin. It's just got it's got that bluegrass attitude to it. But uh, like what I found, like I used to play guitar long before I picked up the bass. Mm-hmm. That's what I started on. In fact, if you look at our Virginia Dreams video, I'm playing the guitar in it. Oh, I didn't um, notice that. Yeah, I've only been playing the bass for nine months. Okay. Okay. It's electric. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but what wait, I wait, found. Wait, wait, wait. What was that? You said it was electric. And he said, let's just say your guitar was an electric bass. Oh. <laughs> but uh, what I found with guitars is, of course, the older ones, Martins, you know, a good brand's a good brand back then. Yeah. But if you buy a new guitar nowadays, a $700 guitar, $700 guitar is going to sound like a $700 guitar. Mm-hmm. A two grand guitar is going to sound like a two grand guitar. Mm-hmm. It just. I've always been told growing up, it. And I argue with it sometimes, but I always follow it. Buying the highest end instruments doesn't make you a better player. Doesn't that is, make you a better player. That is correct. That's exactly right. Yep. But it, it, it really honestly is all in personal preference, you know? Yes. Yeah. What what feels good in your hands and what that, makes the sound good. And mm-hmm. that's why I bought like a eight hundred, nine hundred dollar guitar. I didn't need a three grand guitar yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yep, I know what you mean. Uh Cole, right, is on the banjo. What what are you yes. playing up there, man? I play uh, 1989 uh, Earl Scruggs Stanley. Ah. Gibson. It's a Gibson. Gibson banjo. Oh. I've always heard oh. that's pretty cool. The, the Gibson banjos. Wow. I, I've actually got an old banjo in there that my dad gave me, and it's a it's an 80 some model Fender Leo banjo, and it's I mean I like the sound of it, but I'm not my ears aren't tuned enough. I'm you know I'm not a banjo player, so I can't. I can't pick out all the nuances in a good banjo versus a bad banjo like I can a guitar. You know, a guitar or a bass guitar or something like that, I can tell more yeah. what quality is. But uh, that, that banjo I have in there, though, it's like 10 or 12 pounds, and it basically snaps you in half after playing it for an hour. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to pick up that, that, that uh, full tune, master tune label. Oh, that I can only imagine. Weight, it, I I mean, you see a lot of people with them. They'll put them around their around their neck and on their on their left shoulder. Yeah. I, I tend to put it on. I only tend to put it on my right shoulder. Yeah. Because I can. I mean, I can hold somewhat of the weight, but then you got to let it hang. Uh-huh. That's what really kills you. Oh yeah, yeah. Them suckers can get heavy. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that uh, 
us guitar players don't have to worry about. We got these little paper thin things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's true. What's great? What's crazy is is his his banjo weighs more than my bass. Holy oh, cow! My word. My bass only weighs around thirty five pounds. I can pick it. I can pick it up with one hand around the neck. So how heavy? Still, how heavy is your banjo? I. I'm not really too sure. I haven't. I haven't had the courtesy to put it on the scale. Well, we need to put that on the scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> I, I, if I if I was a guessing man, I'd say somewhere between fifty and sixty pounds. Oh, oh my oh, goodness! Gracious. That weighs more than two of my sons. <laughs> he, he basically <laughs> does a show with small children. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's impressive. The muscle that you must have, my man. I was gonna say the neck muscles on this guy must be huge. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Now, Robbie, you're you're the upright bass guy. So, what what are you playing? I play a uh, it's a Vienna Strings brand, but it's a, it's it's the only one made. It's a, it's a German. It's, it was made in Germany. It's custom made. So. Ah, very good. Wow. Very good. But it, it's not. I really wish I could find a K oh, brand. You need both, or, man. And there's K bass. Oh, my Lord. Everybody talks about a K. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of but, FM uh, inside of a K. Too, yeah. when, I, when I bought it, when I bought it, it was right in the middle of, of the big COVID pandemic and mm-hmm. everything. And I, was, I had one picked out online, and I ordered it. And I waited for six months on that thing for oh, them to yeah. tell me it was backwards. We had the same we had the same issue with podcasting gear because we had back ordered for I don't know how long and we finally just had to find right. another another brand of equipment to go with and uh, and uh, you know go that direction. Yeah. So finally I said forget it, and uh, I looked around and I found I found the base that I have now. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where I found it now, but it was uh, online and. When I bought it, it was a year old. It had been sitting in a, you know, a music store for a year. Wow. And I contacted the guy about it, and uh, I ordered it, and it was in Wisconsin. Wow. So you, you had it shipped in from Wisconsin? I had it shipped. And, okay. you know, when I first when I first ordered it, I had it shipped. It was $150 shipping. Oh and my. I thought, oh boy, it's going to be coming <laughs> FedEx or UPS. It's going to be all beat up. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> FedEx. But, uh, Phil would be the type of guy rolling it in. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be kicking it onto the roof. Yeah, none delivered. of us here were ever FedEx right. drivers. Were <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but to my surprise, the uh, music store delivered it themselves in a box van. Ah, that's very good. Wow. Yep, that's that very they good. Have on, on their website, if you look, they had like, you know, forty thousand dollar grand pianos that they'll deliver to your house. Wow! You know, it's it's insane. Yeah, so they, they give a little more care and attention to it than uh, exactly than your normal yeah. FedEx hoodlum would. Yeah. Supply and demand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we've been running about an hour, so we might as well start uh, start winding it down I, here. I got one more question. I kind of cheated and looked up some questions. Um. What would you, who would you like to collab with? Past, present? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. If you had a chance. If you had a chance to collab with someone, who would it be? Oh, oh man. Wow. There's, there's a lot, but a lot of the good ones have done passed on uh-huh. that you wish you could have played with. But they, they, you can do that. That's fine. They can be passed. <laughs> oh, uh, 
I would have really loved to play with Don Reno. Yes. Don Reno. Amber Scruggs. Earl Scruggs. Yes. Tony Rice. Anyway, yeah. oh, yeah. he just, of course, he just died. He just died last year. Yep, yes, he, he did. That guy was a magician on a fretboard. Uh, was, oh, I mean, stuff yeah. I still oh, can't yeah. wrap my mind around. Wow. J.D. Crow in the New South. That'd have been a good band yeah. to play uh-huh. with. I think some of these I'd have just liked to been a fly on the wall, oh. just not even play, but like <laughs> yeah, just right. be around, yeah. just to be around them. Yeah, just to be around Bill Monroe. But then I've also heard Bill Monroe was a little bit of a horse's rear end to be around. So I may not. <laughs> I may not enjoy that too much. <laughs> you may be the fly that got squashed by Bill Monroe. You'll be the fly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, but, indeed. Uh, hey, we're, we're looking for a fiddle player. If anybody is you know, around our age that you know plays fiddle, All right. it'd be great. I will, uh, we'll, put out your, we'll put out your contact information. We'll put it up on the screen. And uh, if anybody knows any fiddle players, I have them. we'll point them your guys' way. Yeah. Um, but I tell you, if we ever go to Parsons, we'll pick with you up there. Oh, heck yeah, we'll man. We'll be sure hours. and get together. I, that was one of the things I really enjoyed was getting – I got to meet so many people and and uh, got asked to sit in on a few gigs coming up with some guys that play in Fairmont. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Cool. A lot of fun. You but, yeah, be well, sure and like let when, me know. When we played in Berlin, we played to, what, 2 o'clock that morning? Oh, man, yeah. Yep. Nice. But yep. We thing, did all that, too. The thing about it was – we walked over to this one. We heard some good music coming, and we started to go up, ask them if we could play, and they said, they're too good for you. Oh, <laughs> they're, see, they're, okay. They're, they're experts. Oh, <laughs> no. oh, 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 that is terrible. But they, uh, they seriously oh. was a professional band. They just came to practice there. Oh, about see, there. <laughs> that's the thing that's, I've seen a couple times yes. with Oh. Some people in bluegrass, That's... there can be an arrogance that goes with it oh, that is just Lord. like, it's oh. like, dude, what are you doing? You know, I've yeah. seen that a couple times and it, it really turns you off. That's Because that one group, but... they said, oh, we don't play anything but Martins. They only like, no Taylor. Don't, we don't even bring that up here. And then they didn't want anybody else to play with them. Like they were acting so snobbish. And I was I've, like, this yeah. is a jam session. If you're a professional, like, and you have to have your practice time, I get that. Then go get a bus but, and hit the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But your attitude and your arrogance yeah. is like a turnoff. Like, I don't even want to listen yeah. to you anymore. No, not at all. Yeah, I've seen that a couple but, of times. Yeah, if you're ever around, I, we don't care what you play, how good you are. You can play with us anytime. Well, heck yeah, man. That's awesome. I'll, uh, that I'll sounds come, like a great group of guys. I'll come sit and play the spoons with you or something. <laughs> <laughs> I show up, if I show up with an accordion, do I get the boots? Hey, I'll just be that fly on the wall. <laughs> what were you saying? I said there, my, it's funny because my brother-in-law actually plays the spoons. Does he really? Oh. Nice. Man, joke's on me. <laughs> you won't be playing that anymore. <laughs> oh, You'll have to play a little hand bone there. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> it doesn't mean what you think it means, Kenny. It's not what I thought it was. I'm sorry. All right, we got, uh, we got some upcoming dates here. We got... Uh, you guys are going to be at Tall Pines Distillery in Salisbury, PA, on August 27th. Uh, September, what is that, Miss the 4th? Uh, September the 4th, you're going to be in Berlin, PA. Whereabouts is that at in Berlin, guys? Uh, up between, what would you say? It's at the Grove. It's kind of the, the Grove in Berlin. The Grove in Berlin, mm-hmm. okay, and that's September the yeah. 4th. September the it's 18th. Right in, town. Uh, right in town in Berlin. Uh, one I'd like to add there. 
we play at the Moose Lodge here in Cumberland, in, in Cumberland on the 29th of August. The Moose Lodge in Cumberland, Maryland, uh, August 29th. Okay, and I also have you at uh, on September the 18th. You're at the New Creek Fire Hall in New Creek, West Virginia, just up the road there from Kaiser. So if anybody gets a chance to go see these guys, uh, I'm sure you won't be disappointed. Uh, seeing bluegrass in person is a magnificent live experience. In fact, you can't you can't get the same feeling from a recording of bluegrass. If you see it in person, it kind of opens up new doors to you. You appreciate it much better seeing it live. It's true. Um, if you if you want to book these guys for anything, you can get a hold of CJ at uh, 304-813-8650. And we'll put this up on the screen. Uh, you can contact Cole at 304-813-5472 or Robbie at 304-359-1378. <clears throat> guys, it's been, uh, it's been really good having you on. I am so sorry it took so long to have this set up. I think I asked CJ to be on here as soon as we started the podcast, and we've been doing this for two months two or three months we've been doing the show so it's it's took a little while to get everything together but uh i'm really glad you guys you guys came on it's been a, it's yeah, been a ball it was awesome thank you so much for coming on it's yeah. been wonderful we appreciate it awesome thank talking to you all. yeah and we'll give you guys the last words is there anything you want to you want to leave them with all right just uh come see us and follow us on facebook oh that's right i can't believe it. yeah center fire bluegrass on facebook they're on there as well yep all right, sounds good. Miss, you got anything else? Nope, I think we're good. Mariah, Kane, and y'all good? I think we're good. I think we're good. All right, guys, uh, that's another episode in the can. Don't forget you can find us on uh, uh, Facebook at Hillbilly Broadcast. Uh, you can send us an uh, uh, email at AOL, or I'm sorry, hillbillybroadcast at AOL.com. You can go to anchor.fm slash Sparks to become a supporter or send us a voice message, and we'll play it on the show. Uh, other than that, that's all I got, and we will see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, guys.